Welcome on in. It is the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network, 975-1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network, like I just said. I'm Adrian Leiser here with Jake Hatch and uh, Nate here, our tech, and Talon Chapel back in the studio. And we are live today on the road at the home of the Saturday show, Stockton 12 Honda. Come see us, 10860 uh, Auto Mall Drive here in Sandy. How do you say that? 10860, is that just what you go with? How would us Utah say it? 10860 Auto Mall Drive. That's not really, yeah, yeah, 10860, it's really what you got to go with. But it is so easy to find. You drive down, you get off that 106 South exit, Mm -hmm. you hang a left or a right, I guess, whichever way you're coming. You you head east. I've come both directions today. We'll explain in a moment. (laughs) You head east, uh, hit the Auto Mall Drive, and you drive along, you see the Honda, big blue building with the H on it mm-hmm. you come inside you see us you get a jazz take note t-shirt um, we've got stickers to give away we've got a couple beanies we're also going to be uh, giving away some pro bars uh, pro bar honored with health magazine's best in food award the, the delicious pro bar meal bars supply all natural food for extra endurance fast recovery and meal replacement sweet so uh, we got a few of those i'm going to probably snag strawberry one and, and raspberry it looks like um, i'm always looking for uh don't want to sound like... Even this. some Berry Blast flavor, too. Don't want to sound like this guy, but I'm always looking for some good recovery after the gym, so maybe this is the next thing for Oh, me. you're that guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, good guy. for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Talon, Chapel back in the studio, of course. Um, follow us all on Twitter. I'm at AP Lizer. He's at Jacob C. Hatch, and he's at T-Chap Sports. Is that what it still is? T-Chap Zone. T-Chap Zone. You'll get it so, one day. Uh, make sure. I can never remember anyone's Twitter. That's okay. Because the name and the tag are different. It confuses me. It is true. So, uh, But we're happy to be here. Um, of course, Stockton 12 Honda is our favorite place to come because they are our favorite dealership for mm-hmm. the Saturday show. We love coming down here. If you are in the market for a car, come on down. You can look for the 2019 Honda Accord. It's only 6 bucks a day for you. The Honda Civic is $5 a day. The HRV $6 a day, and the CRV $8 a day. And that's all 2019 models, so they have those in stock for you. Um, you can also purchase two Hondas and get them for only 12 bucks a day. So Sweet. combine a couple there. You go with 12 bucks a day. That two-for-12 deal is only through March. So make sure if you want if you want two, two Hondas for 12 bucks, make sure you're getting down here in the month of March. They also have the, a giant selection of pre-owned Hondas, and they are in urgent need of your cars, and they're offering bribes. Come in, free appraisal, and you choose. You can either take the cash or you can use that appraisal for a new Honda, but no purchase required. So come in, see what your car's worth. If you're thinking, I would like the cash, you can give it to them for the cash, or you can trade it up for a new Honda. And I don't Sweet. know why you wouldn't. Because we're in the showroom. We're looking at, uh, there's a couple of cords and Civics this in here. This Civic right here is right next to us is slick. It's All like right. a, yeah, the four-door hatchback yeah. with the spoiler on it, the tinted windows in the back. That's a sweet-looking car. It is. So come see us, uh, get a shirt, and check out the Hondas. It's sunny outside. It's a little chilly, but it's sunny. So you can go out there. You, there's salespeople here and ready to work. Absolutely. Also, the parts and service center, I've said it before, one of the best I've ever seen. The big screen TV in there. You can watch. There's popcorn. There's coffee. There's water. There's snacks. And uh, come in and get your car serviced. Yeah, Hatch, absolutely. 
How was Disney on ice? Tell me about it. <laughs> it was great. So that's when I explain I came from both directions. Some of us show up at twelve thirty. I know. Others I know. of us show up at one o'clock. Others, others have, 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 ki- have kids under under two years old that want to go see Disney on ice. No, but we drove. My, I do not have that. We drove and put, put, parked my car here. My wife. We drove the rest oh, really? of the way to the arena and then came oh, back. Funny. She dropped me off and here I am. But no, it was fun. It was a good time. So I'm now here doing the Saturday show. Stop number two on my day. I've got Talon said he put it, he poked his head in there. It was packed. Oh, it was it was a. I was surprised how many people showed up. But it's yeah. Disney on Ice. People love, love it. Disney on Ice. And it's, it's a fun show. My my daughter loved it. She's at that age where Disney princesses are all the rage. Hey. So You're never too time. old to sing along with You're never too old to sing along with Disney. Songs. No, absolutely. I don't think not. so anyway. Yeah, no, we, we I was singing along. Don't worry. I was I was sitting there holding my son singing along. It was a good time though. But happy to be here talking now? sports. She is almost 3. She's Jeez. coming up on 3 here pretty quick. So, yeah. Damn, these years are flying by. I know. Oh, well, Lloyd's got a four-year-old, and yeah, it's it's wild. It is wild. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you had some fun time up there. Yep. Uh, with but happy to be here now talking sports. I'm happy you're here as well. We're gonna have a great show today. Um, we're gonna talk jazz, college basketball, a little bit of football news as well. RSL. I'll let uh, Hatch and Talon get their 40 seconds hey, of soccer. That's in. stop number three on my day today. I'm going to there. You're after going to this. the game. Yeah. Talon, are you going tonight? No, I'm not, but uh, hopefully uh, when it's not, there's still not snow on the ground. Oh, oh you're that guy. Okay. I well, see. no, it doesn't really matter because you're going to be up in the – well, I mean, I guess it is a press box, but it's an outdoor press box. So I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm right out in the elements too. Don't you worry. Well, we'll let um, – I've spent plenty of uh, time up there watching and reporting on high school games, freezing yeah. my butt off in the, in the late spring. So I understand. Go, I, I get it. We'll, we'll let Hatch and Talon give us a RSL season preview. Although they had their opener, but this is their home opener. Yep. I believe they went to a draw. 1-1 one, one draw. Fun. Um, there, was a, there was a draw last game. So they're tied on yep. the season. Haven't lost, Nope. but they haven't won. So we'll talk about that as well. Also, kind of two of the, I don't want to say the most powerful people in sports and local sports, but the kind are. Dennis Lindsay was on the big show, and he had so many good things to say, especially at the end. You have to hear what he talked about with um, – part of their thought process of bringing guys back and keeping continuity through the trade deadline. And then Mark Harlan, athletic director for the University of Utah, was on DJ and PK. So we're going to hear both those conversations as well as part of the show. So we've got a lot to go uh, and talk about today. We're going to start with the Jazz and their game last night. Talon, hit it. Ingles driving, throws it back out to the top to Rubio. Takes one useless dribble and goes nowhere with it, then passes to Favors, who powers himself to the rack and dunks. Wow. He turned everybody else into a weeble wobble and just moved him out of the way and threw down two. Holiday left-hand dribble to the free throw line. Gobert with a switch. So they go down to Randall. Jazz come over and strip it away. Rubio leading the break. They don't have numbers. They don't have spacing. Cephalosha left side. They give him a ton of airspace. He fires a three and hits. Wow. Jazz by 9, 48-39. Donovan with 2,998 points in his NBA career. Comes off a Gobert pick. Gets to the free throw line. Double clutches. Fades back and has 3,000 NBA points already. 52-43. Jazz by 9. Ingles pick and roll the favors. They don't go to Derek. And he lobs it up over Randall. And Derek takes all the eggs and all the bacon. Yeah, that's wow. Not- Joe Ingles finding passing windows that don't exist. 
Pass to the top to Bradley. Donovan defending. Up top to Noah. Stolen by Gobert. Gobert puts it on the deck. Gobert spins. Oh, Gobert no. to the rim. Gobert dumped it. Oh, Rudy with a spite of spin for two. Timeout, JB Bickerstaff, because he's not sure what he just saw. Gobert goes coast to coast with a spin and a dunk. Donovan weaves underneath the pick and roll, drives, scoops, scores. Is Donovan Mitchell, the second leading scorer in the second half of games since the All-Star break, going to adjust here in the second half? There's some highlights from the last couple excuse me, games for the Utah Jazz. They fall last night on the road to the Memphis Grizzlies, 114 to 104. Um, Memphis led by Mike Conley, who was 11 of 18 on the night, 3 of 7 from 3, 28 points. And Jonas Valanciunas uh, with 27 points, uh, 12 of 17 shooting, 3 of 4 from the line. The Jazz led by a big night from Donovan Mitchell, who shot 50% from the field, hit five threes, 38 points, uh, plus four on the plus minus. One of the only, one of two guys who were plus on the night on the plus minus. But um, j- the next highest score for the Jazz was 14 from Joe Ingles. Uh, Derek Favors had a tough night, three points. Rudy Gobert had a tough night, nine points. Um, no Ricky Rubio last night. He was out with injury, um, and the Jazz fall in a tough road game or a tough road loss a loss that they didn't envision having or at least we didn't coming out of the all-star break and what a difference hatch two weeks can make um coming off the all-star break they go double overtime loss i get it to the thunder but a great basketball game (laughs) paul george was fantastic hits the floater over rudy about as i mean that was a unstoppable force meeting an immovable object right true, there. Yeah, that was, absolutely, yes. He puts a perfect floater over the top. But they lose that game. They get huge wins against the Bucks and the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Then we're thinking, wow, how many games can this team win? And then on the other side of it, they come out the next week, they drop a Pelicans game at home, and they drop a Memphis game on the road. And now they're staring down Oklahoma City on Monday. If they lose that game, that's 5-5 five and five out of the All-Star break, which kind of changes a little bit of feelings. But what were your thoughts on the game last night? I, I said it last night on Twitter. I thought it was an unacceptable loss. I felt like the Jazz should have been better in that game. They struggled particularly on the defensive end. I know that yes, you, they did. you ran down the guys who had tough nights scoring and everything, and Donovan Mitchell had a good night, all things considered, 12-24 shooting. That should be good enough. He needed some help on the offensive side of things. But when the Memphis Grizzlies, and hey, every, every team in the NBA has got talented players, but when yes. this iteration of the Memphis Grizzlies shoots 51.1% in a game, 40 0.9% from three, yeah, that's unacceptable. You have 114 points. And Quinn Snyder postgame last night, he said as much. He said, we struggled on the, def- on the defensive end of things, and absolutely did. So that was a loss that... Well, and I think since the All-Star break, the Grizzlies are... They're, 29th or 30th in offensive yeah, rating. Yeah, exactly. They've been be- and the Grizzlies have been, been very really good, good defensively, yeah, yes. Totally right. So they held the Jazz down to 104 points. So props to them on that part of it. Second in the NBA since the All-Star break in yes, defense. Yeah, but... That that loss, the Jazz should have been better in this game. They should have won this game. I, I it's tough to it's tough to stomach this because, like you said, we had that great week a week ago. Mm-hmm. They come back this week. They drop the game to New Orleans. They played a similar style game in New Orleans against New Orleans and end up holding on in that game, yeah. and then go on the road here to Memphis and lose this game. A rough week, and the Jazz, if they don't, um, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it very clearly, but if they don't realize the 
that they need to really pick it up and they need to be much more consistent here as we're really staring down the final stretch of games that they're going to go into the playoffs on an uneven tenor and that's not what you want to see. You want to see this team peaking right as the playoffs come and right now it's been very up and down. Yep, and that's kind of how their season's been. Yes, it's and, true. And part of that I think last night, I mean, it's kind of the same conversation. When they win, it's because what? Mitchell has a superstar night and some other guys are helping out. Yeah, exactly. But the problem with what they have going right now is what happened last night. Mitchell has a superstar night, 38 points, 5 of 9 threes, yeah, exactly. 12 of 24, goes to the line 12 times. But they got very lackluster performances from other guys. That stat line and, from Donovan Mitchell should have been good enough to win this game. Right, and it is good enough if you have – consistency from other guys on okay, the Okay, yeah, look court. at this. So Kyle Korver, and I know David Locke likes to note it all the time in his broadcast. When Kyle Korver hits two or more threes, I think the Jazz hadn't lost until this game. He hit three, but he was three of 11. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. If you're going to shoot 11 threes and you're known as a three-point specialist like Kyle Korver is, yeah, there needed to be some extra offense added here. Rudy Gobert didn't have a great game, 9-7. and seven. You already run down all these guys. Derek Favors played 22 minutes, just three points yeah. and five rebounds after what the guy they're calling best Cole week. Yeah, yeah. had just been absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, it's, it was just it, it was a tough, tough loss for me to stomach, and I'm, I think I'm speaking for most Utah Jazz fans when I say that. Yeah, it just it's like I said, if you get inconsistency from scoring other places on the court. I mean, if you look at what the Grizzlies have, um, <laughs> I know they lost Mark Gasol, but this is actually a pretty decent team, and they're actually not trying to tank. I think the misconception is is that they're trying to lose games. They're not, but they're actually their rebuild is better for them if they win games. Mm-hmm. So they're out there trying to win games, and Mike Conley, I it he's the conversation piece, obviously around with the Jazz because of the trade deadline, and there's an argument. Yes. The argument is how good is he at his age for what he's being paid and um, off his injuries. Well, if and that's all, those are all great points because you never know how that Achilles is going to flare up. But right now, he's still a pretty good player, no matter who he plays for. He's a little expensive. I totally agree with that. But he had a huge night last night, 28-11. and 11. And they've got a guy in Valanciunas who, when he was in Toronto, they think just because Toronto traded him away that you know that maybe no. he's not as good. He's a solid player. Yes. And did Toronto get better with Marcus All? They're kind of the same as where they are. But Valanciunas is a really good player. They've added guys like Avery Bradley had a pretty good night. Only seven points, but he did a lot of things for them. Ivan Rab, who at, I think he played at Cal. He's he, lo- pretty he, good. he looks a lot better all of a sudden, yes. Right, he looks good. DeLon Wright's now there, mm-hmm. uh, the former Ute who's given them a little bit of um, boost off the bench. He was such a huge part of what that Toronto bench was able to do last Absolutely, season. Absolutely, yeah. So the Grizzlies are pretty good. They have a couple guys who are able to go off and score points. The Jazz, like you said, defensively couldn't get much going. And they didn't have a lot going in the paint, which they tried. And that been... was very surprising, actually. Like, to, to get as dominant, dominated as, as, as heavily as they did in the paint, it was, what was it, 64 to 38 or something like that mm. was the paint scoring differential in favor of the Grizzlies and we all know the Grizzlies style it very much is a it looks similar to what the Jazz like to do they started two guys who were considered centers at this point in their career in Joe Kim Noah and Valanchunas as you noted but the Jazz yeah this was just a tough tough loss they needed they needed 
this game because we're seeing the Jazz. A lot of people are talking about where the Jazz are going to finish in terms of the playoff seating, etc. Well, you lose games like this, it's going to be one, it could be one or two of these games that really make you rue where you end up versus where you could have been come playoff time. And there's one thing I always do remember too, Hatch, and you make a great point there. This the ahead schedule is what everyone. Mm -hmm. been talking about how it's the easiest schedule in the NBA. Softest schedule. Softest schedule. In the NBA. Well, the important thing to remember is there's NBA talent in the NBA. Shocking, I know. Shocking to say. I (laughs) I don't think I'm breaking any ground here. So when you go into these games, you have to play. um, You have to go with your defense, Mm -hmm. which the Jazz struggled with last night. And you still got to. Still got to score. Still got to do all this stuff because you can lose any night in the NBA. That's just how it works. Okay, and, and they're going to have to very. They're really going to have to focus up. I don't know about Monday. Maybe they finally get the Thunder. It's a home game, but after that, I mean, you. It looks soft. You it looks soft. It, yeah. You just really have to. They almost need to go on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine. Like if they don't go on a nine-game win streak, it's kind of a bummer. Well, when see, you look at the yeah after the Thunder game, it's Phoenix, Minnesota, Brooklyn, Washington, Knicks, Atlanta, Chicago, Phoenix again. Yeah, the toughest team in that stretch after the Oklahoma City game, you said in that run, you said of the nine games, it's Brooklyn, but it's a home yeah. game. So they got Minnesota on the backside of a back to back this week, but I would assume that since it's a home game and they're coming from Phoenix the night before, they should be pretty pretty rested. quick trip. Yeah, but so, regardless of last night, I expect them to win a ton of their next games. But last night also shows you but, that any yeah. team can jump up and bite you. Yep. So they've got to, they've they've just got to they've got to play consistently, mm-hmm. and that's that's been missing at points this season. And we last week was great. It was a run that I was absolutely so much fun as a Jazz fan to yeah. watch them beat Denver to beat all uh, who else. They also then they roll up into this week, and then they lose to New Orleans and to Memphis. As Jazz fan, you're like, okay. Which team are you? Are you the team from last week that can go out and beat the best teams in the league and beat them going toe-to-toe with their best players? Or are you this team that goes out and loses to teams that first off have an all-star that gets played 22 minutes a game because his teammates apparently don't like him much in Mm -hmm. terms of New Orleans? And this Memphis team that, yeah, they're not trying to lose games, but they're not as talented as you are. Correct. The Jazz are a better team than Memphis, and that's just a tough loss last night. But I have a lot of, like I said, a lot of confidence that they're going to go on a pretty extended streak right here Mm -hmm. because they're better. I I think the Grizzlies are better than most of the opponents they're about to face. In in fact, I think the Grizzlies are are much better than a lot of the opponents they're going to face. So I think the Jazz have a really good chance to go on an extended win streak. Maybe not a win streak, but maybe you win seven of your next nine. Which I think is huge for yep, them, absolutely. especially with the soft schedule. They do have one more East Coast road trip, but it's not the most daunting of East Coast road trips. As we said, Washington, the Knicks, Atlanta. So they should be able to go in and win those games. But what's interesting, Hatch, is now, before this week, the conversation is how high can the Jazz climb? Well, now maybe you got to be careful about looking behind you a little bit as well because the Jazz are still six in the West, Um but they are, let's see, the point, it's uh, between 6, 7, 8. They have a 569 winning percentage. The Spurs have a 561 winning percentage. Same wins as the Jazz. Um, and are the Spurs and the Jazz at 37 wins? The Jazz have one less loss at 28. That's why they have the, uh, they, they're ahead in the standings. But the Clippers now are up on the Jazz with their win last night over the Thunder at 38 wins. But the Clippers are right behind the Jazz in seventh. So... 
It's can't tight. look behind you, but yeah. it's really tight. You got to go out and win these games. You can't drop any. Really, I would say you can't really drop any more of these games to solidify a middle of the West playoff berth. Yeah, and because you don't want to slip down to eight. I, I believe the Jazz were. A f- I, I always thought they were going to finish in the, kind of that four-five range. Mm-hmm. So that four-five series is where I thought that they would end up this season. And like you said, Adrian, right now, and PK, the show I produced, DJ and PK in the morning. PK always says you don't look behind you in terms of the things. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing right now with what you just said. The Spurs are tied with the Jazz and wins. They just happen to have one more loss. The Jazz definitely need to be looking behind themselves because these teams are right on them now. You had created some space for yourself last week, but now by dropping two out of three games this week, you are right back into that dogfight, and now you've got to fight your way back up those standings. The nice part is that schedule, looking at it once again, you should look at that schedule and you're like, win, win, win. It should all be wins. But last night should serve as a reminder to this team that, guess what? There's NBA talent. These are the best 450 players in the world. Mm -hmm. And on any given night, they can go out and get you. You've just got to be able to play your game and take care of business. I look at the next, the remaining schedule hatch, and I give them with... Regardless of what the situation, I would put them at 14 more wins. Okay. If I just look at it. And we have, what, maybe 17 th- games left? Yeah, maybe three more losses. Just by, if I just said, based on who they're playing. Okay. And their losses right now, I would say, are the Thunder and then the Nuggets and the Clippers, maybe. So you, the have, the, you have them 14 and three the, the rest, rest of, of the way. way. If I'm just looking at what they have. So that would know. put them, you would have them at 51, 51 wins. wins. So I think 51 okay. wins, that puts you right in the middle Maybe at that four or five spot. Let's put it Maybe this way. get to the four seed. But it's, it's yeah. going to be hard to get home yes, court advantage. Because no one in the, re- the West is blinking either. But if, the, if this Jazz team, like you said, Adrian, if they do do that, they're, they're, they're 14 and 3 to finish out this season, mm-hmm. you're going to have the same storylines about the Utah Jazz that we had last year heading into the playoffs. This is one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Whoever faces them in the first round, you don't want to face the Jazz if they do it. But they've got to go out and do it. And I would agree with you totally, but. Does the soft schedule scare you at all? It does in a way. If you're but, thinking that's a little bit of fool's gold. But guess what? We talked, all, we talked all early this season about how tough the schedule was. So True. we can't, we can't just turn, turn and flip our attention and say, well, now they've got a soft schedule. It scares me. These are the games. This is the way the schedule is set up. Go out, take care of business, and roll yourself into the playoffs on a hot streak. Yeah, and plus I, I, I feel like this team tends to play up to competition and sometimes plays a little bit down to that. That needs to go away. And, <laughs> that's, and that's, that's kind of something that happens in sports a lot. It does, but the best teams are able to just play their game and play at a consistent level. Right. Um, so tonight, just keep track of what's going on in the NBA today, if you're a Jazz fan, and the rest of this weekend. This weekend will be interesting. Uh, yes. The Kings and the Knicks already played. The Kings got the win. They're not really in the conversation. I kind of hope they make the playoffs, but I think they're kind of they're out of it. De'Aaron Fox is one of my favorite players to watch. He had 35-8. and eight, He's a good player, Or man. 30 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. Um, other game to keep an eye on tonight is the Trailblazers as they host uh, the Phoenix Suns. And, the, of course, the Blazers have been also one of those hot teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. getting some huge wins. And then over the weekend, uh, the Rockets, uh, they're on the road at the Mavericks, and uh, the Bucks are on the road at the Spurs. So you're you're really you're, you're on Milwaukee. You're rooting for <laughs> Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo this weekend. I'm okay rooting for both those guys. Exactly. They're fun to watch. Exactly. So uh, we'll talk more about the Jazz later on in the show. But today we are here at Stockton 12 Honda 10860 Auto Mall Drive. 
Come see us. We've got swag here to give you. Stickers, beanies, shirts, take note shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's see, these uh, pro bars, which are, I lost my piece of paper, but they look delicious. And they're I'm voted by Health Magazine. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, best foods. So come down and see us. Um, if you want to check out the Hondas, 2019 Honda Accord, $6 a day. 2019 Civics, $5 a day. HRVs, $6 a day. CRVs, $8 a day. But Sweet. there's more. If you decide you want two Hondas, you get two for 12 bucks a day. Cool. You spend $12 a day on something, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you can just, uh, I, I spend more on coffee a day. So I, I might say, as well, well most people get rid of coffee and I could get out of here and brand new Honda. Is there lunch when they're out and about at work or yes, their daily coffee? That's about the same amount. And you can uh, you can buy any car online at Stockton12Honda.com. That's Stockton12Honda.com. And also, giant selection of certified pre-owned Hondas. I always think uh, Hondas are such a great car to get, you know, like a high schooler or a kid going off to college. You get a nice used couple-year-old Honda Civic, and they're going to be able to drive that thing all over the place. Safe car. One of the first cars I had was a Honda. Yeah, and a great car to get, uh, you know, like I said, high school or college kid, or come in and get a brand new one. Treat yourself. That's what I say. So come on. Come see us. We'll be here till 4 o'clock. All right, coming up on the other side, it's the thick and the thin of it. Uh, All the sports stories we didn't get to because we just talked jazz. So we'll get all that coming up next here on the Saturday Show. This is DJ and PK. I don't think you've recovered from that bee sting. Nope. There have been multiple. You had visitations during that. There's been multiple bee stings? Wasp stings. You need to stay away. They're all over the neighborhood. Then you need to move. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing we need to do is have you die of a bee sting. You need to wear one of those things. (laughs) Walk out of the head. That'd be a good look. Got the beekeeper outfit on. (laughs) Kind of walking like an astronaut going down the ramp. Exactly. Right? One of those old videos. I'll do that, but we need the music. Last thing we need you to do is die. We can't have DJ in memorandum and pk catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 presented by wcf insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network welcome on back it is the saturday show here at stockton 12 Honda, 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Come down, get a shirt, get a beanie, get a sticker, get a pro bar, get anything you need from us. And also, come get a Honda because they've got a great selection of cars down here. They always uh, throw out the nice ones right in front of us that tempt me to uh, go buy one, but I maybe... Maybe I will. I'm hoping show. we see. We know, I'm hoping we see another car rolled out of here. We as we did was it two or three? Yeah, last a couple times ago, they someone yeah, walked ro- in and bought one of the <laughs> showroom right models. The show, and they rolled it right out of yeah. the showroom for the person. It was yeah, awesome. That's pretty awesome. So come see us. We'll be here till four o'clock. Uh, I'm Adrian Lizer. You can follow me on Twitter at AP Lizer. That's L E I S E R. You can follow Jake at Jacob C Hatching. You can follow Talon back in the studio at T Chap Zone. I think I remembered it correctly that Yay. time. All right. It's time for the thick and the thin of it. Some stories we didn't get to at the beginning of the show. Um, let's start. I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, turn things over to you, Jake. Okay. And Talon back in the studio. Uh, we, we, talk, we talk a little RSL here on the station, <laughs> a little MLS. You know, it's kind of depends what's moving the meter, but it's always exciting. All right. Look at you go, Talon. Well done, sir. All right. All right. Turn that down, sir. No. <laughs> Um, there's always 
it's always when a new season begins, mm-hmm. it's always important to talk about it, especially at the professional level. So I, I'm going to let you two talk, and I'll try to throw my snarky comments in uh, as we go. <laughs> well, of course, RSL started their season a week ago with a 1-1 draw at I Houston. I know that I meant the home opener. Yeah, but the home opener, I'm getting there. Home opener is this afternoon, 4 o'clock at Rio Tinto Stadium. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps in town, Adrian. and um, I don't know how much you remember of RSL matches over the years. None. They actually played a match a couple years ago where it was snowing. And uh, Luis Silva memorably threw a snowball at an opposing player during the middle of the match. It's pretty funny. It's uh, one of the things you always see. Did on he get the ejected? No, it was it, the ref didn't catch it. It was kind of funny. It was more playful than anything else. But of course, four o'clock. Did the afternoon. guy flop like he had been? He did not. He, okay. he he played like a man oh, okay. in that moment. All right, continue. Yeah, but uh, he, Vancouver comes in here in Talon. Feel free to fill in whatever I don't fill in that you feel like you need to talk about. But Vancouver comes in a completely revamped team, Adrian. They re, redid their entire roster in the offseason, hired a new coach, etc. So this should be a good, opp- good opportunity for Real Salt Lake to start off their home season with a win if everything plays out according to plan. Talon, anything? Uh, just the, I think it's going to be interesting to watch because RSL is a little bit different. You know, they had kind of had a slightly underwhelming season last year, but then came on really strong at the end of the season and were able to upset LAFC in the first round of the playoffs and even gave Sporting Kansas City a little bit of a scare uh, in the second round as well. And, yeah. I mean, we all know – we know what they have in uh, – Jefferson Severino and Albert Rusnak and uh, other players like that, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how some of the other fill-in players that they got in this summer transfer w- or the past transfer window uh, kind of mesh with the team, especially at home. You know, it's always interesting when new players like that get to see uh, club dynamic that like from a crowd standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. So I, I think it's going to be fun to see what they can do, and uh, and you know, you always want points. Uh, yes. results on the road which they got it's a lot better I mean I don't think anyone would have been really upset if a team like that had gone on the road in Houston where they haven't had a ton of success and if they'd lost it had been one thing but they did get a result so now you got to come home and have a good showing in your home opener and hopefully get three points and then uh, see see how the rest of the road takes you because there's a lot of road games to start early in the season yeah well the weather's shaping up to be really nice actually it looks like it might be a little chilly but in terms of the weather we've had earlier this week with yeah. snow and yeah, rain. As long as, it's not, as long as you're not busting out the orange ball. Any uh, any new faces that people need to know? Um, one person in particular, Sam Johnson is his okay. name. He's a 25-year-old Liberian na- international. Um, he played most recently in Norway for a club called Valaranga okay. up there in Norway. He's a speedy forward the RSL has brought in in hopes of him being the answer at the forward position. Mike Pecky said it himself, I feel like I finally have a number nine, which is kind of the terminology in the soccer world for a forward, mm. for the first time in my tenure here at the club. So, How many fax machines will be? That's a great question. I know, we, I know he doesn't like us bringing it up, but it will forever live on. Hand him out, Trey. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, all right, so RSL, they get – I think he's – by the way, I only say that jokingly, but I think he's a – great fit for what oh absolutely yeah and the funny thing is um you know patrick kinahan loves to of course david james will be on the call today for kmu yeah make sure you catch that our Um, own but dj yeah dj pk loves to just rag on him about his soccer and everything but pk actually thinks that mike pecky is a a coach's coach yeah he loves mike pecky and pk you know everybody listens to our station knows how quickly pk is to rag on rsl Uh, yeah he does that very well. Uh, that's why <laughs> those he does, two work in the morning. He, so. he, he likes Mike Pecky a lot. There you yes, go. Yes, exactly. All right, so uh, RSO K 
kicking things off at home mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Also, in the thick and the thin of it, it is college basketball tournament time. Absolutely. Tournament season. Uh, not the NCAA tournament, but oh, yeah, there's some music. BYU in action today, Jake. Well, tonight, or tonight. late, 10 o'clock Mountain Time in Las Vegas. Quarterfinal matchup in the West Coast Conference. Mm-hmm. It'll be a late night if you're a BYU fan. And uh, the, I. I'm interested to see how BYU does tonight. I look mm-hmm. at I, I look at this team, and they had that number two seed all locked up. It appeared with that game when they had a 14 point lead against San Francisco. It was about two weeks ago now. Then they go and just yak up that lead, lose that game, and then mm-hmm. so. But they rebounded decently well. But now they have a rematch a week after beating San Diego in the regular season finale. They'll face the Toreros tonight at 10 o'clock at the Orleans Arena. Our own Patrick Kinahan is in Las Vegas when we cover in that force, but it'll be a late night. And it's tough for any team, I don't care who it is, to beat a team three times in one season, especially a team like San Diego who's got some really good players like Olin Carter, Olin Carter the third, and also Isaiah Pinero. BYU's got their work cut out for him tonight, but I really feel like the Cougars, if they want to salvage their season in any way, shape or form they need to make the west coast conference final i know they're not beating gonzaga but you need to beat san diego tonight and hopefully st mary's on monday make it to that west coast conference final i feel like some byu fans would see that as some measure of success and an accomplishment and does that give them an nit bid i think i think so do you think they have one already they're on the fringe right now so i feel, feel like they need to win these two games to really make sure they firm up that nit spot and i think if they were to make it to that final they actually probably would get a first round game at home in the nit okay but this byu team we have seen them struggle all year long with different things they have beaten san diego twice previously both on the road and at home but beating them a third time it's a, it's a tough deal because San Diego knows everything there is to know about BYU, and they have faced BYU as recently as a week ago. The one good Strong thing, guard play out of San Diego. Exactly. Right? But yeah. the one good thing BYU has going for them, this is the third game in three nights for the Toreros. They had to play wow. first and second round, so this will be their third game in three nights. So they should have some heavy legs. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's, they, they were the seventh seed, so they had to play the very yeah, first round. That, you don't really hear a lot of... Uh, basketball games or basketball players playing three games in a row remember the jazz had to do it once a couple years ago because Mm of um a snowstorm in washington so we did a back-to-back-to-back but Mm -hmm. um also today the utes they are at home against ucla and uh the utes 16 and 13 on the season taking on the bruins who are 16 and 14 on the season so uh pac-12 tournament as far as that goes, it's so wide open because the tournament's so down that anyone could go in and win that thing. But Utah needs to win this game. Because yeah. they, I think they, they got to get as good a seed as they can. I believe they can get the third seed. Third if they spot win. today. Yep, yep. third yeah, spot they, if they win. If they win, so that's that would be an accomplishment right there to get that first round by, be the third seed. We all you've taught you said it yourself, Adrian. This Pac-12 tournament's going to be kind of screwy just because of how many teams are so close together in the mm-hmm. standings here. But Utah really does need to lock down that third spot and give themselves as good of a matchup as they possibly can manage going into las vegas yeah the pac-12 really they'll probably get two teams in it'll just be right now the projection is washington's in and then um, arizona state last i saw was a first four in so like that first four matchup and maybe maybe if someone gets to the final in this thing maybe maybe they get themselves (laughs) into that first four as well also we'd be remiss if we didn't mention utah state as they went on the road earlier this week they defeated colorado state for their share at least a minimum share of that mountain west conference title um huge accomplishment for the the aggies they had such a i would call it a very surprising year just (laughs) considering a new coach you never know how things are going to go craig smith did such an amazing job up there 
Um, it comes down to tonight, San Diego State is on the road at Nevada. Mm-hmm. I, if San Diego State – well, I don't – I'm pretty sure Nevada beat Air Force, but I'm not positive. But anyway. They did. They did. They did? Okay. So San Diego State goes on the road, beats Nevada. Utah State is your outright – conference what champion an, an in the regular season and that would be such an accomplishment utah state going to be a tournament team yeah uh, i would have to give it to them nevada uh is as well so two mm-hmm. mountain west schools probably get into the tournament as well and uh, that'd be pretty cool but shout out to the aggies great season by them talon worked every just about every game i covered him last game and i get all the fun because i got to <laughs> you got work on a. Uh, I got to work on a conference championship game, but this, this will be interesting because yeah, San Diego State has beaten. They're one of the three losses that Nevada has yeah. on the year. It was at home in San Diego for the Aztecs, but just the simple accomplishment of what Craig Smith has done in his first year up there in Logan is mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Particularly when the, they had the whole coaching change, Kobe McEwen decided to leave town, transfer to Marquette. It's a true accomplishment. We had Sam Merrill on with DJ and PK earlier this week, and he said, our goals are all in front of us. We want that Mountain West Conference Championship. And at the at that point, he was talking about at least getting a share. They had to win the game at Colorado mm-hmm. State, which they did take care of business. Got that share. Now they can win it outright. He also says they want to win the Mountain West Conference title in Las Vegas there. And I'm with you, Adrian. I think this is already a tournament team. I think they're already inside the field. But if they can make a run here and go through that Mountain West tournament, I'm with Scotty. I think they could be a 7 or an 8 seed. Yeah, and uh, according to Joe Lenardi, I think he has them at a 9 seed right Currently now. Currently sitting at a 9, yeah. But so. playing in Salt Lake City. That would be awesome. Which, it'd be right. can it, you imagine yeah. the imagine Vivint Smart Home Arena um, Cash Valley's going to move south. Yeah, for a week. they'll they'll be down there for a couple games. And you know, Utah State's got kind of that. I talked about it last week a little bit. Um, oh, and he has them listed as playing Washington. Now that right would be fun. Actually, that would be a fun game. Yeah. So, um, I think to me, the Aggies kind of have that old cliche of old guards and young talent and upstart team that can really, though, make a run in the tournament. I would want to see them in. I would pick them to beat Washington because I think the Pac-12 is so poor in college basketball. You can you can tell me till you're red in the face that it's a harder thing to – it's harder to play in the Pac-12. Well, not if the conference sucks as a whole. No, yes. You know, it's just this year it's not a very good basketball conference. Yeah. Sorry. Well, the West in general has just been – it hasn't been great. And I know that Utah State's playing in the Mountain West, but they, along with Nevada, are the class of the Mountain West yeah. Conference. So it, uh, it's fun to see them win that uh, share of the title. Hopefully Nevada loses tonight, and uh, Utah State's your outright champion. It'd be awesome and to then, see. And uh, hopefully they can make a nice run in their conference tournament, and then we'll see what they can do in the NCAA tournament. I would love to see them playing in Utah. Oh, it would be awesome. To Even them. if a – I think they would. I don't know. Would you? If you're Utah State, would you take a little lower seed to play locally? Absolutely. Yeah. Because that. Yeah. Because like you said, Adrian, you look at Utah State. They've got a very veteran guard line. We're talking about Sam Merrill, Quinn Taylor, those guys along the perimeter. But they also have a young big man who can be dominant. Mm-hmm. PK's nickname for Nemesh Keta is Shaq Keta, and I don't think it's completely outside the box because I think they call him Nemi up there. Is it Nemi? Is that what it is? No, but that's their nickname oh, okay. for him. Yeah, fair enough. But he's he can truly control games. He has to stay out of foul trouble, of course, and that's what teams will take advantage of in the in a, any conference format or a tournament format. But I do like what Utah State can do. And I feel, yeah, if they have to drop to a 10 seed or whatever to play at home at Vivint Smart Home Arena, so be it. Because mm-hmm. if they can be 
a two-hour bus ride from home playing in the NCAA tournament. It'll be like a home game. Their fans are going to show up yeah. in droves. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so excited that we're uh, hosting at Vivint Smart. When, it, it was. I sat there for. Yeah. It was awesome for a whole weekend just yep. watching uh, college basketball, and I'm not a huge college basketball fan, but I'm a big fan of the environment of a NCAA tournament. The March so. Madness, yeah, absolutely, it's a ton of fun. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that tonight as the uh, Wolfpack on hosting the San Diego State Aztecs. Real quick before we hit a break, uh, other local news in the NFL: Eric Weddle heading to LA signs a two-year deal with the Rams. Awesome. I, Glad to see he's still playing. He gets to be closer to his uh, mm-hmm. his family, and uh, had success in Baltimore. They just didn't think he was what they wanted. I don't Three know. Three straight Pro Bowls. That's not what you want. <laughs> Trying to save that <laughs> money, saying. I guess a little bit. But uh, he's heading to LA, and he's now joining a contender, a Super Bowl contender. So. Absolutely. So hopefully he gets a ring. I already believe that he is a. I think he is a Hall of Fame player already. Mm-hmm. But to have that ring would really cement his status as going to Canton one yep, day. Definitely. So uh, good on Eric Weddle. Just a good guy. Always comes on the Zone Sports Network, too, and always gives great interviews. So. And he's a great player. And he's a great player for sure. All right, coming up on the other side, it is time for technical fouls. As uh, Jake and I have some doozies for you. I don't have quite the world of bridge and doping in the world of bridge this week. but I got one in soccer you're going to love. All right, I'll love that one, I'm sure. That's all coming up next. And then also at the top of the next hour, we're going to hear from Dennis Lindsay, general manager of the Utah Jazz as well. So all coming up here on the Saturday Show. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Dan Devine, we know the Mitchell and Gobert. They are one and two, either way you want to dress it up. But in your mind, who is the most vital third piece that's going to make or break this thing for the Jazz? I think no question it's Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is the guy who goes out and takes the best perimeter score most nights for the Jazz. To get a guy who can do that, hit 40% of his three-pointers, run the pick and roll to perfection. The ceiling for the Jazz is definitely dictated by, if you get superstar performances out of Mitchell, the floor for the Jazz is probably dictated by what Gobert can do in terms of locking down the front of the rim. But the thing that sort of brings it all together on both ends of the floor is Ingles. And if you've got all three of those guys performing at a high level, I think that the table's set for uh, what could be a pretty deep playoff run. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You will feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal foul, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Welcome back to the Saturday Show. I'm Jay Cashton alongside Adrian Lizer, right down here at Stockton 12 Honda in the Southtown Auto Mall. Please stop by, say hi, pick up some gear. We've still got some beanies sitting here, T-shirts. Uh, these Pro Bars, by the way, we all tried them. They're actually surprisingly really good. I mean, There's a couple man. left, so make sure you come I might be stealing another one of those before we go. Come on down to check it out. We've also got the uh, City Edition stickers as well. If you want to pick that up. And this is Technical Fouls. It is our favorite segment, at least my favorite segment on the Saturday show, because we get to just talk about all the crazy things going on in the world, particularly mm-hmm. in sports, but also goes outside of that. Um, and Adrian, I'm going to go ahead and start this week. I teased it on the other side. 
about a soccer story here. I think you're going to laugh about this. Well, the Turkish Football Federation, that would be in the great country of Turkey, over there in Eastern Europe, has charged four players after a footballer was accused of injuring other players with a, quote, sharp object during a third-tier game in southeastern Turkey. Um, Anadolu Agency, which is the official like state uh, news organization for this for, for Turkey, said that uh, midfielder Mansour Kalar of home team Ahmed SFK wounded four other players this last Saturday during a match in the mostly Kurdish populated city of Diyarbakir. Well, they don't say, specify exactly what he stabbed them with. Apparently, just a sharp object. It doesn't say if he was ever kicked out of the match. So during a game, he was stabbing people. At least four of, the, four of his opponents with a, quote, quote, sharp object. Jeez. So, um, yeah, so uh, Rule 44 of, of, this, of the Turkish, I guess, um, rules state that a player who assaults another player will face between a 5 and 10 match ban, though the severity of the case may be taken into account. Well, of course, Ahmed SFK, the team that this player plays for, has denied the allegations, accusing the rival team of players aiming to, quote, cause tensions and enmity, because this is a uh, mostly Kurdish settled area, Mm -hmm. and Kurds have been subjected, apparently, to a lot of abuse and a lot of vitriol hurled at them. But come on. Can't be stabbing people during a match. Especially like a third tier right. professional soccer. This stuff only about. happens when there's <laughs> six people in the crowd watching in a third tier uh, Turkish sh- league game. I don't know. But that is wild. But the sharp object, it doesn't say if he was actually ever thrown out of the match. I assume he got a red like, card Please for stop. <laughs> please stop stabbing people. Or if the ref didn't see it, what are they supposed to do? But if they walk up and like, hey, look, hey, I'm bleeding. Well, I just want, where, where do you where, where do you carry that on your person into that match? You stick it in your sock? Yeah. Like, what are oh, you doing? Yeah, obviously, it's I don't sock. know. Yeah. It just. It was crazy. We put that on my. It was on my soccer podcast earlier this week. I had to bring it back. Uh, technical foul to Vince Young. He is uh, the former, obviously Texas quarterback, mm-hmm. former NFL quarterback. So apparently, he has been um, employed. Yes. By the University of Texas mm-hmm. as a uh, in the development office or something. I don't know what he's been doing. But he's been paid $100,000 for part-time, for part-time work. Yeah. He's been fired because he just isn't showing up and he has bad performance in the job. Well, he also got arrested recently for DWI. Yeah. So I wonder if that played into but it. But that apparently is not part of the reasoning to Oh, really? That, no. That's not even part of it. Wow. Yes. Okay. For poor performance, being absent, and not in touch with his supervisors. Um, this bothers me about these some of these guys. If you're paying me a hundred grand, you're gonna have to force me to leave and go home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. But he just thinks, oh, I'm a football player. But I'm Vince Young. I'm. I'll show up Vince when I bleep want. And Young. I'll show up when I want. Well, didn't a part of it say he like wouldn't even talk to his superiors? Yeah. Like, he just he wouldn't. just wouldn't. Yeah. Come. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. Technical file on you, Vince Young. Show up to work, especially if it's part time, uh, and you're getting a hundred k for that. All right. Um, this one, I'm gonna. I, I think it's a technical foul, but we'll talk about this for a minute. So, uh, the Miami Marlins Double A affiliate, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, which is actually a great nickname. I'm a big fan of the Jumbo Shrimp. They're hosting what they're calling Florida Man Night. Now, you're probably wondering what Florida Man Night. Well. Adrian, let's be real. The state of Florida provides all kinds of headlines for weird things that happen in the news. So mainly, the- mainly law breaking. Yes. Well, guess what? In every inning, according to this promotion, the, the the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are going to do, they're, quote, going to break a Florida law every <laughs> inning. What? Oh, I am all for this. 
You know, when you said Florida Man Night, I thought it was like one of those kind of like hourglass night that the old yes. Raptors were yeah. going to do. I thought it was going to be like one of no. those where it's let's support men in Florida. No, this no. is like Florida Man eats bath salts and then Does wrestles an alligator in yeah. the street or something. This it's, is going to happen. Yeah, this is one of those things. This promotion is happening July 26th. Do they say 26th. what laws are going to be broken? It, says, it all says, it says, join us as we attempt to break a weird Florida law every inning. I am for this. I am taking work off. <laughs> Alan, you coming with me? We're flying to Jacksonville, dude. <laughs> and we are going to take in the Jumbo Shrimp. Now. That logo for the Jumbo Shrimp, actually, that's a great logo. Yeah, that's a logo. great logo. But still, you're going to try and break a law every inning. In there a, is in no the technical foul there. <laughs> okay, I think that's hilarious. Fair enough. All right. I am all about that. <laughs> all right. I, I, and I hope someone gets arrested or something. Well, that's the thing. The, Maybe a ceremonial the, arrest. The tag in it, this was a story that was on CBS Sports, it looked like. It says, hopefully no cops are actually called during this game, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, real quick, last technical foul here on the Cleveland Browns social media team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wished Kevin Zeitler, yep. he's an offensive lineman, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. That's great. Happy birthday. RT to wish at KZite70 a happy birthday. Well, later that day, they traded him to the Giants. Yeah. They got Olivier Vernon out of it. Sure. That's it. The technical file is not the trade. <laughs> Don't say happy birthday, man, and then send him packing. Now, I know the social media people probably didn't know it was coming. Yeah, it's a front office versus but social media. Team, this, yeah. this reminds me of when uh, the Toronto Raptors fired um, their coach, who I'm spacing on. Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. Mm-hmm. Then he wins coach of the year, and they tweet out, congratulations, coach. I was rooting so this hard for so that. so awkward. Yes. So uh, technical file there on the brands. All right. Uh, before we take a break, we want to tell you about where we are. And Jake and I are at Stockton 12 Honda, 10860 Auto Mall Drive here in Sandy. Get off that 106 south exit. Head east. Take a right. On Auto Mall Drive, drive of maybe, what, half mile? Maybe less than that? Less than that, it's like a quarter mile. And maybe. you see the big blue Honda building. Come in to see us. We've got stickers. We've got shirts. We've got a couple beanies left. First come, first served. Come see us. And while you're here, um, check out these new Hondas. The 2019 models are in. You can get an Accord for 6 bucks a day. You can get a Civic for 5 bucks a day. You can get an HRV $6 a day or a CRV for $8 a day. Those CRVs are really cool, so come they check are. one of those out. But also, just through the month of March, you can get two Hondas for $12. So, say you want mix and match a little bit there with all those cars I listed, you can get them for 12 bucks a day. Now, that only runs through March, and it's already March 9th, so you want to get in here for that. Also, they have a giant selection of certified pre-owned Hondas, if you, uh, and they want your car as well. So mm-hmm. they're in urgent need of cars, and they're offering bribes for you. So come in, get a free appraisal on your car when you come in. You can choose to either take the cash or put it to a new Honda. No purchase required, and that's the big thing there. And uh, you get, Ked, uh, get full Kelly Blue Book value on your trade-in. So uh, come see us. There's a great hatchback right here that Hatch wants. I'm going to go sit in here in just a second. The hatch. Yeah, I that, get it. Yeah, yeah you got, got that. It. So come down and see us. We're having a great time here on the Saturday show. Coming up next, you're going to hear from Dennis Lindsay, who was on the big show yesterday here on The Zone.